Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are here to help you, the working mom, manage your personal and professional life without losing your mind. This is a podcast for you. I'm Blair Critch, and I went from a teacher to a stay-at-home to a seven-figure online business owner. And listen, that didn't happen overnight. It happened after we actually hit rock bottom. Bankruptcy that shook us. Then to find out my husband had an addiction problem, I decided that day I would grow and learn how to build a flexible business of freedom. Now today, I'm passionate about teaching other women the exact same thing through systems and strategies full of faith, fun, and drive. What is up? I am Kelly Hoover, retired corporate pharmaceutical rep to network marketing millionaire and small business owner. After recovering from a brain tumor, I knew I wanted to go after my dreams and make life happen. You know, quit waiting around for the perfect time. So I learned social media and how to master my time, and then the magic really started happening. If you are looking to create connections and own your time management skills, then this is the place for you. Let's do it. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to Blessed Mama Bosses podcast. I am so incredibly excited. We have a great special episode today. Can you believe it is our 50th episode of Blessed Mama Bosses podcast? That means we have shared 49 episodes before this. Listen, we are so incredibly thankful for you. We are at, by the time this launches, we are probably past the 10,000 downloads marks. And we are just so incredibly grateful. We have had so many of you personally reach out with support and praise and just how you have been able to utilize the tips that we share here with business and family and so many things. So we just want to first take a moment during this 50th podcast and say thank you. Thank you. And we are kicking it off with our huge special guest today on our 50th podcast. So I want to take a moment and introduce Stephanie Gass. And if you do not know her, I promise you by the end of today, you will. You will be addicted to her podcast and following Stephanie. But Stephanie is a six-figure financial controller, a top 1% retired network marketer, top 25 podcast host, a podcast coach, and a clarity coach. And you may be thinking, like, what does Bless Mama Bosses and Stephanie have to do together? Let me tell you, ladies. Stephanie has helped us so much. We actually hired Stephanie as a clarity coach and a podcast coach to help us. And she has given us so many things. So I just have to say, Stephanie, we are so incredibly honored to have you on our podcast today to be sharing really, truly how to align priorities while growing a God-led business and really how to create those boundaries. So thank you so much. Welcome to Bless Mama Bosses podcast. How are you? Well, hello. I'm so great. And congratulations, 50 episodes and 10,000 downloads. That is huge. That is incredible. So man, we're celebrating today. We are. If we had some uh, glasses, we'd be clinging right now, wouldn't we? (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm so excited. I just want to kick it off because I know a lot of our community may not know who you are. So would you just mind first opening up and talking a little bit about your story? Yeah, totally. So like Kelly mentioned, I'm Stephanie Gass and I run the Stephanie Gass Show. And what's super crazy about my life now is that it has been a long nine-year evolution of being a full-time entrepreneur. So like Kelly mentioned, I was in corporate and then I went into network marketing and then I moved into the coaching space and the digital course space. 
and really created my own business. And what I do now is I help that faith-led mom or woman figure out what she's called to do, what that God-led purpose is over her life so that she can then create a kingdom business out of that. And what is a kingdom business? In my opinion, it is a business where we use our gifts for God's glory. We create impact in the world. We serve others and we do it in a way that allows us to show up for what actually matters, which is God, our families, our marriages, ourselves, our homes, and then the women or people that we're called to serve in our businesses. So that is what I do. I love coffee. I love to work in PJs all day. I love Jesus. I have two little boys, seven and four. That's a little bit about me and what I do today. I love that. Um, And it's so, you see it so much through everything, your podcast, your social media, just following you. I mean, it's exactly, it's exactly who you portray and it's incredible. So Share with us a little bit why you think your business today looks like it does now. Because you just said, hey, I've been an entrepreneur full-time, which congratulations. I mean, nine years, that's amazing. So why do you think it looks the way it does in this moment today? Yeah, so I'll rewind back and tell you guys a little bit about that nine-year journey. Because I think that when we're in it, whether it's the messy beginning or the awkward beginning, right? Or the messy middle or the waiting, those seasons of waiting, it all is divinely orchestrated and God wastes nothing. So I'm going to take you on a little journey. I won't go too crazy into it, but just to give you a visual. So I'm going to go back uh, to when I was a top 1% network marketer. At that point in time, I was really searching and seeking for my own worthiness and validation. I was looking for who I was. And one thing that I knew I was good at was business. And so instead of growing that in a healthy way, I let that business become all-consuming, right? It was about the stage, about the next rank. It was about the money. And I really let it become an idol in my life. And while that looks really, oh, she must be making it. You know, Steph's got it all figured out. Look at her walking the stage with that huge $50,000 check. Like she's got it going on. But what people couldn't see was that inside, everything was breaking down. I was working all the time, all the time. If I wasn't working, I was having panic attacks because I felt like I should be working. I was having anxiety attacks. I mean, it was just awful. My family was second to that business. And, you know, it wasn't network marketing's fault. If it wasn't that, it would have been something else because it was me searching for worthiness in a job, in a title, in money, which we all, I think, have walked through in some different aspect, you know, whether it be looking for recognition from guys and you're teens or 20s or looking for love that maybe you didn't have as a child or looking for that validation that we search for in the world. And that was me. And I think what felt then like my life falling apart was really actually a blessing in disguise. And in 2016, my business crumbled and it was a multitude of reasons. The company went through a reorganization. There was a lot of new shiny companies out. And so everybody kind of dispersed. And my heart really wasn't in it anymore. I had a brand new baby. Like all the things kind of culminated at the same time. And we went from these really big months to like the money was gone within about a six-month period. Not gone, but very, very little. And our lifestyle was way up here, you know, because I had been there for years. And so the cash flow was gone. And it was this moment, Kelly, of if I am not equal to success, and that's gone, I am worth nothing. 
And I went through this massive identity crisis in 2016. I call it my Britney Spears year when she had the umbrella and shaved her head, was like hitting the car. Like that would be me. Yes. (laughs) 16. And so I didn't know who I was anymore because I had found my identity in my, in my company. And here I was newborn baby, 60 pounds overweight, anxiety attacks, friendships that had, that I thought were lifelong friendships that had crumbled, um, a business that was no longer serving me, helping me in any way, and just sitting there going, who am I? And so I got out a sheet of paper and I wrote down kind of this letter to myself and God, which was like, what do you want me to be? You know, like, I don't know who I am. We were borrowing money from my son's savings account. My, my husband had to sell his Harley to pay the bills. Like it was a really awful, awful year, I thought. Now, what's so great about when you have the breakdown, when you have the hard moment as an entrepreneur is that God wastes nothing. And often through the ashes, you can be reborn. And I think what that moment was for me was this pivotal moment of you can either keep doing this your way, Stephanie, or you can do it my way, God's way. You can either keep fighting for your own worthiness and trying to control every outcome and working yourself to death, or you can lay that all down and surrender this business to me and do it my way and and be fueled with peace and be fueled with uh, this calling that I have over your life. And that was the hardest choice, Kelly, because when you do something God's way and you surrender it, you're no longer in control. Mm -hmm. And how hard and awful does that feel in the moment? Anyways, I wrote on the paper all the things I wanted to be, and it was, I want to be partnered with God in this. I want to be grow spiritually. I need to get healthy again. I need to put my children and my marriage first again, and then I need to serve women, and I don't really know what that means or what that looks like, but it's part of this, and then I looked at the paper and laughed, like, must be nice to be her because I don't know how to do that, so what I did do was one thing on that paper every day that she would do. She would start her morning with God. Okay. Let's go there. She would go to the gym, even though it's embarrassing, even though she feels awkward in that class. Like, you know, I would go. She would play with her son every day, even when it's not natural for her. She would do it. And over time, my life started to transform. And the coolest part was this whole time, God kept leaving clues about the business stuff. Someone would knock on the door. Steph, do you do coaching? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Let's try it. Or hey, who's asking? Yeah, who's asking? <laughs> hey, Seth, will you consult for us? Um, do some Facebook group stuff. Like all of these things kept happening so that I was taken care of while I figured my life out. And what the craziest part about that is in 2017, I started showing up online again, started helping these women with growing their online businesses at first. It was network marketers, and then it grew into entrepreneurs. And then I further niched down into the faith-led entrepreneur, figuring out her calling work because people were hiring me to do that. And a friend finally sat me down because I was still panicking because the money really wasn't there quite yet. Right, Kelly? And I was like, maybe I should go back to corporate. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should. And I was selling t-shirts on Amazon merch. Like I was trying to figure out who I was again and I didn't know. And so I was panicking because it's not like, oh, I decided to surrender the business and then you just step into that. You're like, but should I really? Like, are you sure, God, you got me? And so she looks at me. She sits me down. She's like, listen to me. You have this gift of clarity coaching. Why don't you just do that? I'm all, oh, is that what it's called? (laughs) Great. And so I started to do that with intention. 
I had a dream in 2018. God spoke to me, started a podcast, started the show. And then I put my head down. I stopped doing everything else. And I went all in with everything that I've got. I set up intentional boundaries. I was super clear with my priorities, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I I just built with all my heart and I partnered with God in that process and the business exploded. And it's crazy to think that three short years ago, we were borrowing money from my health savings account. And now I'm a top 25 podcast, multi-multi six-figure business. Um, It's insane. Five people on my team. And all because I surrendered what I wanted and I let God take the lead. And then I showed up in faith. And I said no to my fears and I got really clear on who I I was serving and then I had awesome boundaries in place. So now I'm the woman on the paper and it's so surreal. Oh my gosh. I just got chill bumps all over my body when you said you're the woman on the paper because that is you. That's who I know you as. But to hear that story um, go through it, you know, is crazy. So you mentioned boundaries. Talk to us a little bit about that because, you know, you're describing what it's like going through business. And I know there's a lot of ladies right now that struggle with that. They want to be a leader. They want to have success. They don't know how to set boundaries. And I think a lot of women, when you get into, you know, being an entrepreneur, network marketer, whatever your business is, those boundaries do get crossed sometimes. And we don't even realize it's happening until sometimes we're too far down the road. So talk to us a little bit about the boundaries from your perspective. Yeah. And I think it's really easy when you're in the building phases of, or starting a business or in the building, or you want it so bad. We think that if we just work harder, if we just hustle harder, show up all the time, that's what will equal success. But in my, when you reach that success, it's success built on your back alone, right? And that success is always going to leave you wanting more, wishing for more, and wondering, why am I so unfulfilled, even though I've hit this level? And it's because you did it at the expense of the meaning in your life. The kids, the marriages, the dreams, the goals, the things that mean the most to you. When we, when we throw those away to hit a goal, the goal then, when we hit it, feels worthless. Because the meaning's gone. And so what I've done from day one in this new, in this new business and the woman on the paper was the priorities were extraordinarily clear. And I decided I will, I don't bend, I don't play. Like those priorities are 100% locked in, locked and loaded, and and I'm not going to wiggle. So it goes, God, every single day, I wake up an hour before the rest of my family, I pray, I get in the Bible, I do my devotional, and I spend that time with him because I need the renewing of my mind on a daily basis. And that has allowed me to grow spiritually, to hear from Holy Spirit in crazy ways in this business. I'll get like a divine thought and I'll write it down. I'm like, wow. And, and I'll move on that thought or I'll have clients or, or relationships come into my life now that they're truly God sent. And that's because it's a massive priority. So that's number one. The second priority was my kids, my husband, myself, and my, my home. Those had to go second. So plugging all that stuff in, my health, massive priority. Then my business. And when you look at your priorities list and you put it in order, you've got to then look at your planner that way because now we move into the boundaries and the planning of those things. Does your planner reflect the priorities list? Because often, especially us, I think that we're natural in like, I want to work. I love work. It's amazing for me. 
Well, my planner, if it was up to me, would be like, work, work 24-7. Like, I love to work. I really do. It lights me up. But when I do that, the meaning behind the work gets lost. And I'm not just called to be a coach or a podcaster. I am also called to be a mom. I, it is my gifting, these beautiful children. It is a gift from God that I am to steward them and to raise world changers. It's a gift to be married to my husband and I have to show up for him. And this home is a gift. And so my planner has to reflect that. So when I set my boundaries on a monthly basis, I first create the boundaries in all those priority areas. So it looks like every morning I've got an hour with God, it's time blocked in. Then I've got 15 minutes of specific playtime with my kids Monday through Friday, an hour of play with each of them Saturday, Sunday, blocked in. I've got date nights with husband, blocked in. I've got my gym time, blocked in. Um, you know, and so those boundaries, what they all they mean is they are promises to yourself based on your priorities. And then the biggest part about this is constantly inventorying yourself. Because boundaries are super easy to like, oops, I stepped over the line. I'm working at eight o'clock again. That's okay. Grace, man. Like this is like this. We're not perfect, but it's going this. This isn't what I promised myself. How do I make that boundary sticky? And so for me, maybe it is I've got to delete the apps and which I do every week and I delete Instagram and Facebook. They're gone because that boundary isn't easy because it becomes an addiction. It's literally a brain trigger when we have those apps on our phones. And I promise you, you guys, I run a very big business. My messages are still there on Monday. Nothing is happening that is groundbreaking that's going to ruin your life if you delete these apps. You're going to feel free. You're going to see your children in a new light when nothing is nagging and pulling at your brain. I'm a really big advocate for this, deleting your all the social apps on the weekends. I actually delete them almost every day as well. Get in, post my stuff, write my people back, do my stuff, post, whatever, delete. Because that boundary is something that is, if I'm on there all day, I'm wasting all my time. I'm not the visionary of my business if I'm constantly scrolling. I'm not present with my children if I'm wondering if someone wrote me back. That has got to stop. So you have to make really hard decisions that feel really uncomfortable when you're stepping into your truth of who you want to be, who God wants you to be. And it will be against everything that the world says that you are. The world will say, no, it's totally normal to just multitask while you play with your children. It's totally normal to keep the apps 24 seven. Everybody spends three hours on social a day. It's okay. But is it? Is that okay for you? You are not, and, and my opinion is, I am not of this world, right? Like I'm going to choose to live above the fray. I'm going to choose to partner with God in this life. And what God says goes. And he says, I don't want you to be a distracted mom. I don't want you to be a slave to an alert on your phone. And when I started saying no to that, all that stuff, Kelly, the business exploded. So I'm like, I'm living proof that when you build it with intention, the door, the floodgates will burst open. What does that bring up for you? No, I think it's just, it's amazing. I mean, I think it's, and I think it depends on where your boundaries lie. I know for me, it isn't necessarily deleting the apps, but it is 100% cutting off all notifications and training when creating those boundaries. Like I can see bubbles up there and it bothers me zero. Like I do not feel the need or the pull to go and check messages. So it's the same exact boundary. It's just 
you know, it's creating it, you know, it's just where you lie in it. And it is absolutely, I mean, you have to have them. I will tell you when I started in the entrepreneur world, I had none, even though my mentors were saying, you got to do it. You got to do it. I was like, whatever, I'm cool. Like I got this, you know, and then you realize you're down a road and exactly relate so much to what you said. You're like, it is, I'm, I am living this business. I've got to take control back. And it's not easy to take control. I mean, it took me a good solid year to figure out how to take control back, right? And to put things back in order. And, you know, and, and I will say moving forward, it is not hard. It is not hard to have, you know, a bunch of messages sitting in my inbox because we do own the boundaries that we get to, to create. And I love that. Um, and I love the fact that you talk so much because I know we have so many, you know, women of faith that listen to Blessed Mama Boss's podcast. And you talk specifically about, you know, you made that pivot. And I, I am hearing you, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, that yes, you were a believer and you did, you know, have your faith there. But when you really made that pivot and you wrote all the things down on paper that you wanted, God was really at the very first stepping stone. And that's not always easy. That's not, quote, dri- you know, that's not the popular thing to do. So talk to us a little bit about in closing, like how, how do, how does it feel and what is it like to have a God led business? And talk to us a little bit about that transformation. I know that that is what you have now, mm. but during that I know that could not have been easy to be still and to be trusting when you're when you're in that building stage. Absolutely not. When you are sitting in the waiting, you're over here like, how do I make this happen? It's everything in us as humans and it's human nature to want to go and want to grow and create. And then we compare because ours isn't growing fast enough or we don't have what this person has and what else can I do? And we're spinning and you're spinning and you're spinning instead of being like, you know what? I gave everything that I have today that was in my bucket, my little time block. I gave my all. I blessed people with this knowledge or whatever the thing is that you sell or market or do. You gave service and then to bless it and release it and go show up for the meaning in your life and then come back tomorrow and do it again. And that the surrender piece is really what changed. It was I'm not going to sit back and wait for someone to hand me something. I mean, I'm going to work. Better believe it. Like I'm show I show up, you guys. I show up with everything I have, but I also outsource, but I delegate, but I have hardcore boundaries and I pray over this business, the women I serve every day, and then I trust that when I show up with my heart, God will lead me the business. He'll bring me the clients. He'll bring he'll he will and he has. And so the I think the biggest thing I always love Jeremiah 29:11. I'll read it to you guys. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that verse to me means chill out, girl. Like God goes before us. He's omnipresent. He knows what's in your future. So why are we working so hard to control an outcome that has already been created for us? And instead, relinquishing control, showing up with all that we have and where, whatever it is that we're in, wherever the, whatever the season, the beginning, great. Be great at the beginning. In the middle, the messy middle, awesome. Show up in your awkwardness. Are you in the waiting? You're doing everything right and it's not happening for you? 
keep waiting with excited anticipation of what he has for you. And maybe you're at the brink of the breakthrough. That's scary too. With success comes new problems, but it's all gravy because he has got you plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So it's that perspective. I put on God's armor every day and I put my perspective on how does he want me to show up? And then I ask Holy Spirit to, um, put my day in order. What is the number one priority for me today? And I just ask God for that direction. And often he doesn't say your business. Okay. And my business is typically one of the top three things, but it's not always the first. And then I have to be obedient to that. Even when it's something that's in my weakness, you know, I'm not like, yes, I'm going to go eat my vegetables today, but it's part of it (laughs) because I have to be the woman on the paper. And there's all these different components to that. So it's surrender, it's prayer, it's renewing of my mind every day, getting deep into scripture, talking to God, surrendering the stuff to God, and then showing up in faith and taking action, even when I don't know the outcome. And being consistent at it. I know how consistent you are and how, you know, and that, I think that is one of the things that we see so much with people will get a plan, they'll get some sort of pivot they want to make, but then they give up and they, they're not consistent enough with it. So, um, this has been so much fun. I cannot thank you enough for being on. I know that we have, we'll have so many people that want to find out where they can follow you. So we just tell all the Blessed Mama Boss podcast girls where they can find some more of Stephanie Gass. Yes. So y'all come hang out with me on the Stephanie Gass show. That is my podcast where we do um, kingdom entrepreneurship. I do live coaching over there. Lots of God-led business strategy. I love me some strategy. And if you're like, I'm so done with all the distractions and I just want to pour into building whatever it is that you're, I think you all are network marketers, but whatever your business is with intention and um, with all of your heart, but doing it God's way, then my podcast would be for you. And then the other place to find out more about me is stephaniegass.com. Awesome. It has been such a joy. And I just can't tell you from the bottom of our heart, Blair and I both, Um, how much clarity and everything you have really helped guide us through. So we are just, we love the fact that you are being featured here on our 50th podcast. It's been such a, such a gem. So you guys, thank you so much for hopping on. We are excited that you joined us today and thanks Stephanie for being on. We'll see you next time on Blessed Mama Bosses podcast. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and want to hang out with us more. Join us inside our Facebook community. You can find us at www.blessedmamabossesgroup.com. We'll see you inside.